everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm Sal. Oh, I'm Josh. Hi. <laughs> Trust me, episode three, you're gonna be like, you're gonna be stepping on my on my toes and introing the show oh, yourself. Yeah. It'll be great. But uh, yeah, we're doing a thing. We're trying this out. Uh, it's gonna be me, who's nobody, but Josh Williamson wrote some comics. Oh yeah, I do some stuff. I make some comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and we like to talk to each other, and we like to talk about comic books. So we're like, well, let's try something uh, new and fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So maybe every once or uh, every month or so, uh, we're gonna bomb in. You're gonna see this new show, and we're gonna be chatting about. Well, comic books, the the world of comic books, things that we are thinking about and stuff that we dig. Uh, we were just comparing toys just a few seconds ago before. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I got this got one on here. It. I got this one here. I got the the new Dead Man toy from McFarland. Oh, I can't cool. believe it's, how, what a what a cool world we live in. Where not only is there a Dead Man toy, but it's good. It's a good Dead Man toy. Like yeah, it's not, they it's make not a lot like, of good oh, toys. Man. They do, yeah. That that McFarlane guy, I think he's going places. He really knows how to make his toys. Yeah, man. I love McFarlane. That's the Todd yeah. Father. Oh, the Todd. Him. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the Todd oh, I got Father. This. Yeah, hold on. Do I have this? I can grab this within reach. Hold on. Let's see here. Oh, I got this too. I got this, but I haven't cracked it up yet. Oh, I saw you tweet about it, and I was like, oh, yeah. lucky. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. My treat yourself moment was getting that for myself. Like, it was, you know, because I'm, I don't know, I... I, I do well, I guess that's the way I'll yeah, put it. Uh, so if I if I want a toy or something like that, you know, if 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 it doesn't get sent to me, I can buy it, you know, or books or whatever, you know. Yeah. But when it my, my dad got me a gift card to Amazon and I was like, what am I gonna use this on? <laughs> you know, um, yeah. diapers or something, like stuff for the house. Um and so I was like, Oh no, wait, this gigantic hardcover, that's what yeah. I'm gonna do. <laughs> that I have no room for right now. Yeah. And I have no oh dude, I have so many of those. I have a bunch of them, like those artist editions over here in the corner. Mm-hmm. And I'm like when the new office, so I as you you know, maybe people well, you're learning now if you're watching this. I'm building a new office for myself. It's uh, in a different part of the house and it is crazy like I, I post pictures of it occasionally on instagram but it is a very large space it's pretty it's really cool it's going to be a very cool place and i mean eventually we'll film in there it's it's really nice yeah. it's gonna have a lot of toys <laughs> a lot of toys in there a lot of books and i'll finally be able to look at the stuff which also if you suddenly hear the sound of a chainsaw uh, that is because there might actually be a chainsaw somewhere in the house, like somewhere <laughs> over there. There was a moment where I thought at first it was like a chainsaw, and it turned out it was a chainsaw. So uh, you might occasionally, if you suddenly hear loud pounding or the sound of a chainsaw, that's because half of my house is under construction right now. Yeah, I uh, I, I was actually not uh, – I was roused from my editing today by hearing – noise that is irregular in my neighborhood i was just i heard yeah. something it sounded like screaming and pounding and chainsaws and i'm like what what in god's name is happening and i look out into the street nothing and i look out in my backyard nothing it turns out my neighbor's getting his roof redone oh but gee that's the, so loud it's the loudest thing well i, ha- I had that my roof so redone loud. about a year or two ago and it was it was the loudest thing i've ever experienced and i've been to like you know, on top of fireworks displays and stuff. It was so oh, loud yeah. and, and disruptive. And I have, I, I bought a, uh, one of those uh, magnet wands for the backyard because I'd been pulling roofing nails off oh, my yard for two years. It's just been a that is, Dude, that is crazy. Uh, that's been, yeah, the loudest thing we heard here, I think, out of everything they were doing, I was surprised by what ended up being the loudest thing. And it was when they were doing the, uh, the new sighting. Oh, that ended up being the loudest, the loudest thing they were doing. That was. Did they just rip it off like it's a band aid? Or 
<laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. I'll, it, it's been a win. I think when we get to the ending, right close to the ending, I'll post pictures of the whole process. Of what nice. it's been like. Dude, I feel like I live in, like, I don't know. It's been a very weird situation. And I think people think we're hoarders because it's, like, so much stuff that would normally go into, like, say, the garage or anything like that. Plus, with the holidays, it's all sure. coming in the house. So, like, my office, you know, I get comps. So, like, DC sends me a box of, like, all the books. And so I get that. Plus, I get other stuff. So people will send me toys. People will send me stuff, you know, books, comics. And then also, I get stuff, you know? Right. All that you see either go in the garage or storage or, you know, we would, I would break it up or and in some cases, if I don't want to keep, I take it to the library or something, but nice. all of that is in my office right now. Like oh, you can't no. tell, but <laughs> on the other side of the computer and the camera, it is just stacks of boxes of, of stuff. So yeah, getting, getting into comics in any way professionally, if you're talking about them like me, or if you make them like you, 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 oh, you yeah. amass a collection. And part of the reason why we even have a studio here is just so we could put all the books away. Like for the longest time, for at least two years, when we would cover a book, like I'd have to have it physically. And uh, we tried like doing it on tablets and it was just, it didn't work. You know, people would be like no. slicing and it was, it, it's great when you're individually reading by yourself, but it's not so great when you're trying to read with a group or you're trying to share this. Exactly. You want to present it. Uh, I also I yeah I'm not, that means i'm shilling for apple as opposed to shilling for like dc marvel or whoever um but they would just we would do the book and then i'm like well we read it and i don't want to get rid of it and some of those books like i had the old um omnibus of atlantis attacks and the the day oh, yeah. we got the day we finished it i donated it to a library and yeah. i was like just take this effing book and <laughs> put it on a shelf so some kid can enjoy it I went back to the library not too long ago and I, it's still on the shelf. And I was like, all right. And I open it up. Never been taken out. <laughs> oh no. Oh, that's sad. And I'm like, all Come right. On, well, and I'm like, Hey, look, I have this, I have the room now. Uh, can I have it back? And now you can't ask for it. Oh yeah. And it's in the kids no. section. So I feel even worse. Cause I'm like, well, these kids are just reaching for anything. And one of the things they're not reaching for is a 20 pound copy of Atlantis attacks. Dude. Um, yeah. Like I, I feel like it's funny. There are some books that I have in the giant form. And I also yeah. have forms because it's like, when you're like, Oh, I just want to go hang out in like a nice chair or go outside or something and read a comic book. Totally. I'm not bringing one of these giant things with me. You know, you have to like read at a desk, you know, with like a setup. Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, there have been times where like absolutions, there's been a couple absolutes that I've read, you know. Um, yeah. And I use them, a lot of those absolutes behind me, I actually use for reference a lot. Like I end up, totally. like if I'm looking up anything for Batman Inc. or anything with Batman and Robin or anything for uh, Infinite Crisis or stuff, you know, I pull down like Superman Batman trades or whatever. That's, <laughs> I end up using those a lot for, for that, for pulling down reference stuff. But nice. You know, yeah, when it comes to these gigantic ones, I I, I feel like some of them there are a little unruly. But like yeah. something is killing the children, they put out like a volume that was bigger that's like their library editions, I forget what they're called, but they're like the eighteen issue bricks. Yes. That they did one for once in the future. It was the same yep. thing. It was eighteen issues worth. Those I'll actually read those. I feel like that's like almost the ideal size of like, okay, it's on the edge of too big, but you're right. this is where I can read this. I can sit on a couch and read this one. Yeah. Um yeah, there there are so many books that have come out over the last two or three years that I'm like, we need it to get just a little bigger. Just like we need a little bigger edition just to kind of really enjoy it and really get into it. Because I think like 
you know, I don't think artists for the most part at all work on a canvas that is standard comic book page size. They go much bigger. There are some depends. I know it's like old school artists. I know that some of them like really prefer it because that's what they were like, kind of like, you know, I I know a few do smaller. Like there are a few that do smaller. Uh, I don't want to name them because I don't want to like call them out or suggest secrets or whatever, but I know there are a few that would probably surprise you. Um, yeah, I, I've definitely seen it a few times. They draw at a much smaller scale, and then there are some that draw crazy. Like, they do, yeah. Like, Holy crap, you know? Like, there's one artist I know right now. There's a book they've been working on forever. It hasn't been announced yet, but their their pages are like crazy huge, and they're already a really detailed artist. So I'm like, yeah. like, what is that going to look like? I haven't seen <laughs> it, so I'm like, what is that going to look like? You know, yeah. like I'm gonna. Because at that point you're like, well, fuck, you better make a absolute or whatever. You better make an artist edition that's that size. Cause I want to see it. You know? Yeah. Um, no, that's what I'm saying, man. Like we just talked about uh, Fantastic Four Full Circle, which is just a dude. I have that somewhere in here. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I saw the first time I saw it was at your booth at uh, San Diego Comic Con just this past year. I was walking by, and well, it may not have been your booth specifically, but that area, yeah, that area, in that area, like behind your desk, yeah, I yeah, saw it yeah. there, and I'm like, I'm like, it's not out yet, but he, but they have it. Nice. I wonder who had it over there. Yeah, I I have it. Um, I haven't read it yet. But around the holidays every year, I get like a stack of books to read. Like I make like a giant stack of hardcovers and just just trades to read. And I try yeah. to read them over the the holidays. Um, stuff I wouldn't normally read or I've been caught behind on. Like because we're with DC because of DC, I I read pretty much stuff as it's coming out or in advance. You know, a little yeah. bit depending on. But I'm also pretty aware of what's going on, so it's a different situation. And then Marvel. I'm always like really behind on Marvel. Yeah. Um, and then with oh man, this toy just popped right off. No. Oh, yeah. That's okay. Maybe it's a I think it's just, there's a yeah. No, it's a, it's a it's a it's in a way that it's okay. I can put it back on there. Oh, okay, Still a beautiful toy though. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not a yeah. commentary on the toy. Um, <laughs> but uh when it comes to some stuff, so I end up like that was one of them, was that one. And then I actually you know, as soon as you're reading a book and you kind of like how do I put this? You're like in a half-ass mood, you know, yeah. like, you know, you're just going to sit down and you're going to put some books and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as you start reading one, you're like two or three pages in, you're like, no, no, no. I need to, I need to read this properly. I need time. Yep. Yeah. I need to actually sit down have a quiet environment. And I know I'm not going to get interrupted in like 10 minutes. Like I can just write. I'm just going to oh. sit here and I'm reading this comic book. Isn't it? Uh, have, you, have, you, have you had that experience where like as a comic book reader, if you sit down, if you're like, I'm going to read comics today, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to read them. If you get interrupted, like in the middle of page two for whatever reason, it doesn't make me angry, but it makes me irrationally. Like, it just makes me nuts. Like, I'm just like, I'm like, God, I just go in another place. And I'm like, I was just in another world right now. And I really need to focus. Like at this point, I'm, I'm so old and so tired. I need to focus on these things. I can't, I can't just disappear into another reality. I need to take time. I have to go yeah, to the bathroom I before get, I go. Like, I don't get annoyed or anything like that. It's different here because I have like the kids and you stuff. Children, the children, yeah. Getting erupted are very high, you know. Uh, right. Okay. I, I don't get anything annoyed or anything like that. I think I just get like, but also I guess I, I know enough now to know that like, if I am not time. Yeah. If I'm someplace in the house and it's it, I have not planned out like you know no interruptions, I'm going to get interrupted. You know. Totally. So, uh, but like you know, there's books that I would take. Like whenever Brew Baker does a new book, I always am like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna set aside uh, some time because I want to yeah. sit and actually read it all in one sitting, and I just want to like give myself up to it, you know, because it's so good, you know. Absolutely. Like, he's doing these reckless hardcovers, or he did Friday uh, yeah. with panels to the kit. I have Friday too. I haven't read it yet, partially nice. because I haven't been able to find that 
you know, leave that, me alone. Groove. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sit there. Well, it's tough right now because if it's quiet, it's like, well, either I'm going to read comics or I have like a lot of work to do. Right. <laughs> right. That's exactly. a whole other, you know, uh, it, it's interesting. I try actually not to read comics in my office too much. Um, oh, you want to differentiate like ones you're like kind of like workspace. The other ones, your rec space. Yeah. Well, part of it is because of this, this room. It's like when I'm in here, I'm working. You know, or mm-hmm. I'm at the I'm at the computer, and there's always this, this. So this room is funny because it's like, as much as this room is about work, it is also a room of distractions. So, uh, from evidence uh, behind you, and I'm sure you see, we're talking about the stacks in front of you. Well, also just emails, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. emails or DMs, or I get pinged and stuff. And like you, you, you know, I talked before where it's like. I have so I have pretty much all of social media blocked except for like one hour of the day. And even then I don't look at it. I mostly just uh, I mostly make sure things are scheduled. Yeah. And make sure that things going and I have an assistant and it's like I I just that's all I do. I don't really look at my feed anymore at all. Like I don't look at much. Occasionally I look, but it's very like few far between. But I check DMs, so you know that. Like every once in a while, I won't answer a DM for a week. That's because I didn't look for a week. You know exactly. Like, yeah. And yeah I, no, I mean, it. just today we you were like, uh, it's uh, it's all like the doors are closing. I'm losing. Uh, you know, I'm gonna not, I'm not yeah. gonna have access to the, to the social media in a minute. So you're gonna have to text me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. Yeah, because it shuts down. Like yeah. it shuts down. It's 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 crazy. Like uh, there are times where I try to cheat it. I used to be able to cheat it. It got smart. I feel like my blocks got smart. Like they've updated because now I'm like, okay as long as I don't post, I can, I can read social media if I want yeah. to. Um, and then now, no, the moment that trigger goes, it's over. So mm-hmm. uh, it all shuts down. Like a little screen comes up on my computer. that literally says you should be working. So it all comes down. So it's awesome. like I can't, it, it's good though, because it's like, also, I mean, that's the thing. There are, there are ways to cheat it. There's ways I know to cheat it. There's tricks I could do. But then I'm just yeah. betraying myself, you know. It's right. Like, I know, I know where my time is better spent, and it's like it's not spent uh, doom scrolling or even just looking at the stuff. A lot of times, it's just. It's uh, a lot. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't seek doom scrolling. It's just it. I find it inevitably happens because it's mostly doom. <laughs> so oh, I know. Like, I remember. Oh, man. I, one time during the pandemic, I think when things were pretty rough, I was talking yeah. to my wife about this, and I said something of like. I wish I would just wish something like the news was good, like a good yes. something would happen, you know. And she was like, "Listen, the moment something good happens, we're all gonna know, we're all gonna hear about it. <laughs> like, it'll totally, be, it'll be out there." And so I was like, mm, kind of bummed about that, but I was like, "You're, you're right." At the same time, uh, yeah, well, let's talk about sad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like the news, like I, I check the news all the time, so it's like you know I'm, I'm pretty aware of what's happening in the world, but the comedy oh, yeah. world. Well, actually, this is something, like, I'm actually kind of, I feel like I am a little detached from stuff lately. Like, I, I read what I read, and I don't know what is, like, the hot books Happening. right now. Like, I don't know what are the, the books people are talking about, the books people yeah. are like. You know, I read Ducks. I thought Ducks was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I read It's a Lonely Place. Oh, I'm sorry. It's it's Lonely at the Center of the Earth. Yes. That was another autobiography image that was really good. Um, everyone keeps recommending that Texas Blood to me, so I have that trade. That one always is recommended. I read a lot of stuff that James does, but that's different because he's my friend, so I end up reading it in advance, you know? Sure. Uh, yeah. I like Human Target. Like, you and I were talking about Human Target's really good. Human uh, Target is good. I, DC stuff, DC and Marvel stuff is, is, is hard to talk about a lot of times because either I know what's going on with them or I have friends that are working on them. Mm-hmm. So I'm always really interested in stuff that's outside of Marvel and DC. It's like, where are the image books that are landing? Where are the yeah. 
one being surprised and kind of being like, Oh shit, I didn't hear anything about that. And now it's oh, here, yeah. like really cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I haven't really heard much outside of what we've already talked about on the show and what we like, cause I have a show where I, it, 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 I'm convinced that half the reason why the show even exists anymore is just, I have this show off the rack with my wife where we like talk about books week to week. And it's like the reason to do it is just so that I can make sure I read comics week to week. And I'm just completely immersed in that world at least once a day or at least, at least yeah. once a week. I'm like, I am, I'm reading everything that I can. And there's just some books where I'm like, well, I'm not going to, you know, I'm either never going to read that. Or my wife is like, boy, it was really good. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll read it. Here we go. Yeah, she's go way yeah. better judge of character. She's way better judge of quality than I am. <laughs> uh, she's the one who was like, she's the one who has all like the reason we have nail biter at all is because of her. And the reason why we have like something's killing the children is because she was like, holy crap, this book we have a, uh, we got um, nice house on the lake. We have a poster for that. Oh, and, it's, nice. and it's because I, uh, I contacted my local comic book store and I was, cause I heard rumblings about it. And maybe it was from you, but I don't remember. So I get it was you. We can talk about this now, but you, you were like, hey, there's this book, nice house on the lake. And it's coming. And it's real good. Yeah. And it's, and it's really it good. Made me mad. It made me mad because I was in a weird spot mentally at that time, because I think I had this moment where during the pandemic, I had all these books I was working on to create our own books. Yeah. Some of them were really dark. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to put all this on pause and we'll, I'll, I'll get back to it. Back, back burner, all these creator own books and get back to them someday. Cause I was like, I don't think I should do something this dark. And then I remember when James sent me the script for a nice house and I read that first script, I literally was like, man, fuck you, dude. Like, <laughs> because he was not having that same feeling. He was definitely no. like, Oh no, I'm going to do a dark story. Let's go ahead and do it. And yeah. uh, uh yeah so now my brain is now much more like oh it's okay nothing to worry yeah, about yeah whatever i want to do I'm doing but yeah it. that nice house book is real good yeah i remember the script and being like man good job james right uh i contact my local comic book store under the behest of an, 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 an anonymous comic book creator uh and um i was like hey i gotta get nice house in the lake on the pre-order system and they were like um i don't know what that is and i'm like oh okay well when you see it put it on my list and yeah. uh so I, I i went in to pick up the copy of nice house in the lake and he's like here's your copy and here's your poster because i didn't know that book existed but when i looked it up i ordered a ton of copies and oh, i great. reaped the whirlwind on that one <laughs> and yeah, i was like dude. all right good all that right awesome. that, is, that is a beautiful story it's nice really good. Yeah, yeah 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 so do you want to talk about dark crisis of superman I, then you would dive in and talk daughter, about right because we yeah, can talk about toys you're the current writer of Superman and uh, yeah. the uh, and you still wrote Dark Crisis and that, you know, just wrapped up. I, know. I feel like um, I wrote Dark Crisis like a lifetime ago. It, like, I thought it was kind of weird about it. It, when it. By the time I finally came out, I was like, I think I had mentally moved on in so many totally. ways, you know. So when it finally came out, I was kind of like, I'm already thinking about stuff for 2024 and I was already yeah. deep into Superman. So it took me a minute to like get my head back and even to talk to people about it because i would do interviews about it yeah when it was coming out and i'd be like oh that's right yeah yeah dark crisis is funny i mean i i feel like when you work on a big event like that even once i got to the ending i was like if i were to do this again i know how i would do it differently like i know the little pieces because dark crisis is weird it's like i have this thing about events lately where i'm like i think most events are, are too long yes but it's tough because i think most events are too long but there are times of dark crisis that I wish I had more issues, right? Like I almost oh, think sure. it was a 12 issue story that we shoved into seven issues mm -hmm. and you could feel it in the back half more than you could feel it in the beginning part. Right. Totally. But I, uh, like a issue when I got to issue seven, I was like, 
I'm screwed. Uh -oh. Two issues of material in <laughs> one yeah. issue, and I'm and it's already 34 pages long. So I, I right. can't, you know, I, I think it probably needed to be 48. Is really what I needed. Mm. Um, so it's a weird situation where you're like, you know, it, it's interesting to think about action movies and how sometimes action movies, the third act is like a bunch of explosions, and then there's like one quick character moment. That's how I was yep. feeling the ending where i was like oh man i needed like i needed like yeah like 16 or way more pages basically totally yeah <laughs> i need way more pages to kind of put in there but you know it was really interesting to kind of look back at it and be like oh yeah this is stuff i would probably do differently and, and that was a big one but at the same time i'm hesitant with that because i think events need to be faster and shorter i actually don't think events i've argued this for years that i think events yeah. should be should be tighter and then uh when it came time to my turn to do an event i basically did a whole year long because <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> like because we announced that the justice league in january so a year ago and then the issue seven came out in december so kind of in a weird way like even though it didn't start until june and death of Super death of the justice League came out in april yeah it was something we were living with that's another thing i try to also think about is that like you know when a book is coming out people are talking about it once it's announced, right? So you're also kind of living with the book for a long time before it even mm -hmm. comes out. And I also have to try to figure out how do you shorten these windows so where books, you know, can, but it's tough because you want the books to breathe. Yeah. So it's like, how do you do an event? This has been on my mind a lot lately. Like do events that breathe, don't feel like a bunch of stuff is shoved in. And then also how you do events to where it doesn't feel like I have to read a year's worth of comics to understand what's happening. Right. Uh, it's it's all it's such interesting math to it i remember when 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 uh infinite crisis was coming out i was still working at a store yeah. and i was um we were so pumped you know we were just like from the lead in the countdown to infinite crisis you know called countdown like we were oh, much yeah. beloved event everyone is uh it's great fan yeah yeah uh we put a lot of you know, we, we, you, I remember being at the store and everybody likes, you know, us selling it, right? Like, this is a big deal. This is coming. This is coming, all this stuff. And all the customers that would come in, even people who weren't DC readers were like, I'm interested in what's going on. So you're like, yeah. read this, read these minis and read all this stuff. So if you had read, you know, from Countdown, you read all the minis and then you read Infinite Crisis number one, I remember this one customer who was a Marvel customer. He was like a hardcore Marvel person and he was like, um, he was really into it. He was like, I'm going to use this to get into DC comics. Good idea. And so he started reading Countdown Infinite Crisis. Like we sold him on that. It was a dollar, you know? So yeah. it was like, it was a big oversized thing. I know. And so then he read the four minis and he was, you know, super into it. He came in that Wednesday morning when issue one came out of Infinite Crisis. He bought it and he walked out. We were like, great, you know? <clears throat> and I already read it. Um, and I remember reading it and being like, oh, it's these characters from the last page is those characters from Crisis. They were pre-Crisis characters, you know, Earth 2, Superman, Superboy Prime, Prime. Alexander Luther, yeah. you know, so, but I knew. And I remember he he came back into the store like two hours later. He walks up to me and he has the comic in his hands. He puts it down, he opens it up and he goes, who is this? Who is this? Why is this a big this? deal? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, but you know, when you look back at that that issue, they really do a good job of, of setting it up anyway. But at the yes. time, it was, just, it was an interesting thing. It's like, even these events, it's, it's just made me think a lot about events. Like working on an event for a whole year makes me have a lot of opinions and a lot of thoughts on events. Sure. Uh, so I'm I'm not sure what I would do differently in the future if I did do another event, but I it, I think that's I would still probably double down on that of like it has to be faster, <laughs> faster, yeah, faster, faster more intense. Faster. The George Lucas approach. I feel like, yeah. um, 
<laughs> are is there a math to events like is there an algorithm where it's like and, and if so are some publishers guilty of using it where it's like you plug in these things and we'll get an event out of the end of the day because i feel like that's not necessarily true because i know there's a bunch of events that have been like forgotten ignored or like didn't really have much impact but then when you find them later people are like dude i love monsters unleashed <laughs> oh dude yeah i mean listen i'm i'm I I feel like I'm the one person who liked Bloodlines, and I also like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. Like the sound you made. Like, I really liked Underworld Unleashed a lot. That was like one of my favorites. Underworld Unleashed <laughs> is fun, and it's like, well, and I love Underworld Unleashed so much because you know the history before I even ask if you know it, but like, where Mark Wade fell in love with classic DC by making that event. Like, he was like, yeah, let's make the rogues like cool because they're stupid, and everything from like the Silver Age is dumb. And then did research on those characters and was like, oh, these guys are cool. Like, oh, yeah, this is like, yeah, oh, makes... making them cool and souping up their powers is kind of dumb. And then, like, without Underworld Unleashed, you don't have his kind of like through line for Kingdom Come. Yeah. No, he, uh, I really like that one. I, it's part of why I fell in love with Trickster. Like, I, yeah. part of why I really like that. He's Trickster. the main Trickster. character. Yeah, he's the main character POV. I mean, I, I think that's one of the things I've, I've thought about a lot lately is having you know, you have to have a strong POV and then yeah. that character, that POV has to have its own story and its own character. I think that's the only map you really need to concern yourself with, you know, it's, but there is no set thing. And then also what's funny about when working on Dark Crisis, uh, you know, every once in a while I would talk to people at a convention, right? Cause that's, that's the real judge to me is people who come to you at a convention and when you're signing books and they have questions or a panel, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot it's very easy to post something on the internet versus and this obviously there's there's travel involved but yeah like it's a very different thing to walk up to somebody at a table and then ask a question right totally. and yep. and you know especially if they're respectful you really appreciate that i'm always open to talk about whatever i'm actually more likely to talk about things like you know either in a podcast or in person that i am online like i usually yeah. avoid that like the plague it's a good, um, it's a good practice <laughs> i know i know um but i would get people to come to me it would be funny because i'd have one person be like you know, it feels too much like you're repeating Infinite Crisis or trying to repeat crises. And then I'd ask people to come to me and be like, it doesn't feel like a crisis to me. It doesn't feel like the other crisis. And I'm like, oh, so I mean, we're, you, there's no way of making everyone happy, obviously. That's right. Happen. But it, yeah. it was definitely an interesting time working on it because I was like, well, I do want it to feel familiar, but I do want it to be different. Yeah. And it's funny because it's an event that doesn't star, it doesn't star Superman, Batman, or Wonder Woman. Like, it doesn't yeah. have Clark, Diana, or Bruce. And I can't tell you the last time that happened, other than maybe Forever Evil, but Forever Evil still has Batman in it, because he was the one that didn't get, like, like, sent away. Exactly. Yeah, it has all those villains in it, but it was different. Like, it was definitely risky doing an event that didn't have, the like, Trinity. yeah, the Trinity. Well, the mainstays. Having the Justice League off the table was a big, like, you know, we did it on purpose. We talked about this before. It's like I took yeah. them off the table on purpose because I wanted to see what a story like this would happen. But you know, at the end, I'm really proud of it. And I think the stuff that Daniel did, like Daniel, oh, his art's great. I mean, he yeah, he carried it. Like I mean, <laughs> he you know the fact that like we also had seven issues come out seven months. Like we didn't have no. any gap. There's no weirdness in the schedule. There's no fillers. No. You know, the epilogues aren't drawn by him. We knew that from the beginning. He still drew like the main section of issue seven. Uh, he really busted his ass through the whole thing and it looks gorgeous across all of it. Like he really, that's the thing I think, you know, if we got an absolute of that, I would, I would hope just because of the work that Daniel did and then Alejandro was coloring it and it just yeah. all 
yeah, I, I would hope just for Daniel we would get something like that, just so you could see the amount of like love and thought he was putting into every single page, you know? Yeah. Um, and I was doing my best to not kill him because I was just like, <laughs> oh, here's a two page spread. Here's 50 characters that have to be on this. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That was always uh, a challenge. And then there were times where I'm like, oh, do we need to add more? Ah, eh, eh. No, 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 no. I'm going I'm to kill him. Um, it always yeah. funny, like sometimes we'll, we'll, uh, and this is, uh, this is more when, and I, I saw this with Green Arrow recently, but it is funny sometimes. I always warn the artists before we post anything online, before a cover's revealed. When it's ever a cover with like a million characters on it, yeah. I always warn the artists, I'm like, listen, you're going to get the following questions. Why is that character there? Yep. Where is my favorite? Right. <laughs> like, I'm always like, you're going to get these questions. Like, just be ready. It's okay. Or why are they yeah. wearing that costume and not this costume? Just prepare yeah. yourself mentally, you know? Like, people love these characters. And when they see a big group shot and their favorite isn't in there, because, like, every every character is somebody's favorite. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Usually the no. answer, like, we did Superman's cover or Green Arrow or we did Dark Crisis's cover. We'd always covered a lot of characters on it. I just want to tell people, I'm like, listen, the reason your character isn't there is not because anyone forgot or they don't like that character. It's because I didn't want to kill the artist or I didn't want the <laughs> artist to hate me. Right. You know, like, I didn't want them to come at me and be like, yo, dude, like, I just covered with 30 people on it. You're asking me to draw yeah. four? And I'm like, yes. No, yes. Uh, and I need three horses at least on this cover. Uh, oh, yeah. I get a bunch of, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever had a horse on a cover before. And I'm thinking about it. I have to figure that out. Oh, actually, no, that's, you know, there is something I'm working on at DC, and I, I think it'll have a horse on the cover now. That I'm oh, sweet! Ahead, so we'll see well, how. It remember, goes. remember to thank your artist for drawing horses because it's a pain in the ass. Um, apropos of that Green Arrow cover, which is sweet, by the way. And I remember uh, I, I'd seen yeah. it earlier, and I was like, "That's really cool." And um, you know, I am I appreciate Ollie. I think he's a really great fan favorite character, and I know that like there's a dedicated fan base that like watches for him when he appears in anything oh, yeah. so that they yeah, can yeah. they can tweet about him and that was no more apparent than literally and this is just so prescient because it happened yesterday um yesterday i'm chatting with my buddy benny uh the comic story and uh yeah. we're, we, we have this other show where we just talk about like bullshit it's just a yeah it's a show where we just like go uh the ant-man trailer came out uh are those bands the quantum bands fart and then just move on like it's just yeah, it's yeah, totally yeah. utterly disposable content but it's like you know, people want to people want to hear people they normally watch talk about their day to day, and I'm like, yeah, fair enough, sure. no problem, yeah, we can yeah. provide that. And uh, and Benny's like, hey, well, let's pull up the Green Arrow cover and talk about the Green Arrow family. And I'm like, I gotta warn you, I don't know who half of them are. Oh my god, you, <laughs> like is you? Yeah, I'm like, I know. Oh, I mean, I god. know who like I know who who, who Ali and Dinah and Arsenal mm -hmm. and like, I, and I'm the one who was like, hey, yeah. and he's like, who's that? I'm like, that's Anamatapia, man. But uh, yeah. But off the cuff, uh, and and not uh, not used very often. And I'd heard a rumor, and it's not really a rumor. It's uh, Kevin Smith created on Amanda and apparently uh, the, one of the producers at Arrow hates him, and deliberately was like, "We'll never use Anamanapia because I hate oh, that's Kevin Smith." That's I, why Anamanapia was never going to be an Arrow. Like he was, he would have been an Arrow if it was any other creator. I showed that cover to a couple. I showed that, that Mac cover Wagner cover. To a creators no no the the, the green air cover oh your cover yeah to a couple different creators and i had multiple creators tell me they were like oh is onomatopoeia a green arrow character i thought they were a batman villain well and i was like that widening gyre you know it's no i was like no 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 they're they're they're, they're their first arrow. appearances in green arrow like yeah uh yeah that list uh 
the Green Arrow list was funny because we made a big list and that's a great example of like, so the artist, Sean Isaac, um, I've been trying to get a Green Arrow book off the ground for like, honestly, like 20 years, I feel like. Yeah. like I've tried to get a job writing Green Arrow. It's never worked out. Mm -hmm. I've, I've pushed for it. It's been on my like bucket list. I've never been able to get it together. And then finally, because of Dark Crisis and like other, there were a million pieces moving around. This sure. one finally landed somehow, right? Like it was... Dude, the saga to get there is yeah. is there's a lot there was a lot of stuff that happened before I got that book and was able to do it right and I wasn't even sure I was going to like it was scheduling issues mm. you know it was like I wanted to but it wasn't gonna work out we finally got it but we were like who's gonna draw this and so me and the editor we were at a bar we we're at a bar and we started talking about Sean and I was like oh I really like that guy's stuff he has done uh, Fantastic Four he was doing Thunderbolts but he did this two-parter of Fantastic Four it was the Hulk and the Thing fighting for two issues and it was awesome and I was like like I love that guy's stuff and Ben was like yeah I think he, I think I've emailed him a few times why don't we offer him Green Arrow so we, we were sitting at this bar he emails him while we're sitting with his phone he's like hey you know what do you think about Green Arrow do you want to talk we're sitting there I mean dude like that that guy emailed back and he was like, are you kidding? Yes, my favorite <laughs> character, let's go. Oh, so with awesome. Sean, it's been interesting with Sean. I had the same thing, I've been really lucky with this lately where there's a lot of artists that um, I've been working with lately who really love the material. Like it isn't a foreign thing, it's not just a job for them, right? So look with Daniel, Daniel loved events, he loved George Perez and he loved, oh. so he knew Crisis, he knew of a Crisis. He had read a bunch of events. He loved Blackest Night. So he was a fan of Ivan. So he he knew all this stuff. So by the time it was his turn, he was like, I understand the math of an event. I know how these books are supposed to come, right? So he was like, you know, he knew that you have to have, there are times there's going to be a lot of fucking panels on the page. Excuse my language. But you know what I'm no, saying? No, but that's, that is, and, well, that's George Perez to a T, right? Like, yeah, so he, he knew that. And so then you get to like Gleb and Gleb and I are doing Robin. You know, he also really liked Damien. He knew the Bat family really well, but he also knew all of the manga influences that I was yeah. pulling from. Right. So the shorthand. And so when I got to Sean with Green Arrow, I was like, this dude's read all the Green Arrow comics just like I have. So we can actually talk to each other and have a shorthand for stuff where I'm right. like, oh, well, like in this story, this happened. And he's like, oh, yeah, of course. You know, like this happened, this happened, you know. That's so, so great. He has a lot of opinions. Like he really loves not just Ollie. He loves the Green Arrow family, so he's able to go in and be like this, 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 you know. And like, uh, we'll start talking about Arsenal and Roy, and, and we'll be like, "Well, this is a costume I like," and he's like, "This is a costume I like." And there were funny things with the costumes too. We were talking, and I, at one point he showed me a design. And I was like, "Oh, I want to change something." Before I could even say it, he was like, "Hey, I'm changing this to this," and it was exactly oh, that's so I'm like, really early on, I was like, me and this guy are on the same page. But the first thing he drew for the book, the very first thing he drew for the book was that cover. That cover. So I didn't want to, I mean, it already has, a, has 17 or 18 characters on it. So I was like, yeah. I don't want to be like, here's more, like <laughs> here's more and more and more. And then when the cover came out, like I saw people were excited. Uh, and then I saw a couple people be like, what about this character? Where's this character at? Where's this character at? And I was yeah. like, they're Dude, on my list. I, like, I just didn't want to over. I didn't want to over. Yeah. Well, I didn't want. I don't want Sean to hate me on our very first job together. Exactly. Like, that was, you know, I don't want him to be like, oh, man, this guy's gave me a cover. It's got these, you know, thirty characters or something. Right. But, yeah. But yeah, it's been fun doing that, and, and you know, like having that spin on a Dark Crisis, and then working on Superman. Superman is uh, its own challenge, but it's a it's a big deal. You know, it's Superman. It's Superman. you know, it's, yeah, like the only characters as big as Superman is Batman, especially for DC. That's right. Uh, 
so coming in as Superman has been really exciting and has been uh actually really fun. It's been really, really fun. Like it I should I be, right? Fun. Superman should be yeah. fun. It shouldn't be like a burden. It shouldn't be like, oh man. Dude, that's uh, how I think about that, that word right there. That's a that's a big thing I thought about a lot when I got the job. And I was thinking about how, you know, I wanted the book to feel a little bit more like the animated series, where it was this kind of just a really fun like core classic like iconic superman book right. that we could just have fun reading but i also wanted superman to be having fun as superman like that mm -hmm. was something that was important to me because i was like i don't think someone like superman feels burdened by his yeah. powers or burdened by helping people right? yeah yeah like yeah. i do think he thinks you know there, there's stuff we play around with about his thoughts on saving people and like I think that he he feels like there's only one person he's ever let down or only mm -hmm. one person he's ever not saved. Uh, and we talk about that in, in the book. But I didn't want him to be a burdened person. I wanted yeah. him to be somebody who actually enjoys being Superman a little bit. You know, yeah. I think that a lot of times we have this thing where being a superhero and I get it because it works like Peter Parker. Like, I think he likes being <laughs> Spider-Man, but that's the whole thing. Right. Is that like that there's a rule. It's like Spider-Man wins. Peter Parker loses. Right. right? Yeah. Peter yeah. Parker wins. Spider-Man loses. That's sort of the dynamic of it. Right. It gets yeah. hard when they balance out and they do right. balance out every once in a while, but it's a challenge. Right. Like it's, well, it's a tough tightrope. Spider-Man's a totally Spider-Man's an interesting character when it comes to that. You, you got like yeah. I, I'll try to manage my uh my reactions because spider-man is obviously one of my favorite characters and it's like yeah I have a lot of, like a lot of opinions about spider-man and peter parker and how that works and what what has worked and what hasn't worked and why and uh my wife was funny because we were you know i there there's a there's a there are a few key eras where i'm like that's the character and that fucking works and my wife one time like very recently was just like what do you want like what what would make you happy at this point yeah, and I was I'll like, and I never <laughs> like thought about it before. <laughs> oh my god, dude, that's a whole other conversation we could have about about comic books, <laughs> right? It's just like, well, what do you want? And I'm like, I just want things to make sense and work. And it's like, that's that's the that's the world. You want the world to make sense and be. Hey, man, listen, that's I, a, that's a, that's a deeper thing. If you want to get into that about how a lot of us feel about stuff, where we want things to be nice Just, and easy in our fiction yeah. there's a reason why everybody wants their fiction to be nice and easy is because of the right world. well and we talked about this uh off mic but i think it's okay i think it's kosher to talk about here where it's like the um some folk want a pause in their comics where it's like yeah, can yeah. we and I, I mentioned it's but where it's like from my vantage point i'm just like can we just let the characters like like there's there's a mythology there's a history there's all this like yeah. stuff but like we're so busy making our mark or putting our stamp or, or or setting the world on fire, we 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 don't just do it. And it's funny, I was thinking about um all the remember like when they were making all those prestige Batman books, like all just add a note, just like one after another, just always done in one hardbound, Denny mm -hmm. O'Neill mandated. Let's make these. Oh, dude, yeah, I got them on. Yeah, I got most of them on the shelf over here. Yeah, yeah so me too. They're just I've got like a hundred of them. There, you know, I'm like yeah. there are two. There are two books where Batman deals with x-files level aliens oh i know wow god like, i can see them in my head i'm trying to what one was called but yeah abduction dude. and uh yeah batman the abduction and then there's the other one uh daydreamer or something like that it's the one that has like the green it literally has like a green yeah, alien yeah that's the abduction like, that's the abduction one yeah that's the, yeah that's what well, we're like poop i think looks exactly looks is... suspiciously like grant morrison um, <laughs> you uh i think you want and i got you but i think people it's not a pause. I think what you want is you want it 
well, we talked about before we want to breathe. That's a big right. piece. Like, that, that's a big thing. Just like we just went through this, this, this. Let's just be the character. Yeah, I think what you want is you want something to happen and you want people yeah. to react to it, but you want it to also live in it for a moment. And I think that's part yes. of it. We'll be able to live in that status quo. This is the thing I'm always it's tough because I used to be like this too. I, I thought this a lot lately in terms of my own writing because I definitely write for the ending. Right. Yeah. Like everything I'm doing is driving you to the last page because I want you to get to the last page and go, oh, fuck, and I have to buy this next month, right? So a lot of my writing has been about that. I've actually, and, and Dark Crisis was a lot of this, right? Robin was less so, but even still, like, because Nailbiter is like that a lot. Like, Nailbiter is very much about, it's a very grindhouse poppy, you know, penny dreadful thing where it's like, I want you to, to read it quickly, get to the ending and be like, oh, oh next. More. Yeah, yeah and, and that's why the trades, I think, the trades really sold well for that because it's, you can't put it down, right? So yeah. there's a bit of that too, and you kind of, you kind of want that yeah but i always this is gonna sound really silly to you i mean i think it's a lot and i thought about this a lot with rogues too when i was working on the rogues book rogues is solid by the um, way I, I can we just say like if you haven't picked up rogues yeah, ladies and gentlemen like go fucking pick up rogues i might my, my hardcover's coming i ordered it on uh, in stock trades so it's you know, oh it's nice yeah. while, but, beautiful uh, giant yeah I'll get yeah, you to sign it one day, but uh, it's yeah, yeah. such a great book and that black label thing. And that's another thing we sh like, I would love to talk about more where it's like, make more things like that. The Fantastic Four full circle. It's like, how come oh, DC yeah. is doing one every other month and Marvel has to get some other publisher to make this Fantastic Four book? Oh, I have great. no idea on that part, but. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not asking you. I'm just saying like, it's more just like general, you know, kind of like, hey, let's let's have things we love. I wish we had more stuff like this. Yeah, and I think exactly. it's interesting because I think the nature of the industry is it's, harder for things like this it like is direct market and what the way books are in the direct market and the kind of like the nature of comics having about every month and keeping people's attention because things are so noisy in comics right now it's like you know if you don't come out with a monthly book people forget about it within like three months half the time yeah. you know so it is it is challenging but that's the thing that with the way i've been thinking about writing a lot lately and trying to game out things differently like think about how my endings are but that's part of it so one thing when i was working on rogues is what i brought up rogues. yeah when I was working on Rogues, the thing I kept thinking about with that was that, like, and nobody in this book smokes, so, or one character smokes, but I kept thinking about, like, when you're watching a movie, and every once in a while a character kind of lives in the moment for that movie, and they're, like, smoking, and they stop, and they take, like, a long drag of a cigarette, right? Yeah. And they just, like, yeah. it, it allows the scene to kind of decompress, but also allows the audience, too, where you kind of lose your tension for a moment, and you kind of live in it for a little yeah. bit, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that a lot of comics right now are not doing not to say all of them obviously i think there are no. comics that do it but it's challenging now and part of it is because of the nature i think of entertainment right now where yeah. there's so much stuff going on all the time and you're fighting for attention so you're just like yeah. constantly having to be loud yeah right and so what you're talking about is it, again it's like a uh you want them to live in it, but you kind of want it to be quiet for a moment. I would like it to be quiet for a minute. Quiet like, for a moment. Because yeah. the way I look at it, like, if it's quiet in the issue, mm -hmm. you bought it already. So let's let's live in it. You know what I mean? We're not like, the, the, the cover can be loud. You know, it's like some of those, the, the books that I think most people go back to are the books. Well, that's it. I mean, we've been talking about this a lot lately, and, and you and I talked a little bit off, off the air a little bit about, like, collections and stuff. And there's reasons certain books become evergreens. Right. Yeah. And there are reasons certain books lend themselves because you're selling story, you're not selling gimmicks, you're not selling covers, you're selling a story. Right. And those books, I think, really excel at that. Those are the ones that go on. Right. And they really yeah. breathe where it's like 
you know, I watched these movies from the 70s. We were talking about this again earlier, but it's Amazing. like, yeah, you, when you watch something in the 70s, I think there's a moment where directors in the 70s were like, like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rush through this, right? I'm yeah. not gonna try and shove it in 90 minutes. I need the, I need the three hours, you know, I need this <laughs> 40 minutes, you know, I need this to be this length, you know, I don't want it to move really lightning fast. I need it. I need yeah. it, you know, and yeah, when I look at that stuff, it, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like when I watch those movies, I go back and look at like The Godfather and stuff like that and how they let it, they just let it breathe. They took their time. And yeah. now with, this is one of the differences between like graphic novels, even things like this, like Rogues or even some like New Frontier, you know, you look at these books and they had the page counts to breathe. Yeah. You know, where now it's harder because this is also a writing for the trade, I think also kind of, it's weird because in some ways writing for the trade messed this up yeah. in some ways, like bear with me while I explain this. So it's like, Please, yes. in some ways people were stretching stories out. They were stretching them out. So they would fill five or six issues to make a trade, right? They were stretching it out in some places, right? Yeah. Other places they were shoving it in. Whereas in, you know, I think back in the day when you were working on comics, but also reading comics, you didn't know for sure if this a plot was going to end in five issues. So you had your, you weren't scheduling the ending. Mm-hmm. So you were doing what was best for each issue and you were able to kind of have it go however long. Right. So yeah. let's say it did go 10 issues, right. That was, you know, eventually it was collected or let's say it's shorter, you know, it wasn't such an arbitrary thing of like, it has to fit this. So like, you know, if, if, uh, what was that book called? If, if, uh, days of future past came out today, it would probably be six issues. Totally. No, Days of Trash, what, two, three? Like, it's two, two, two. two. Yeah. Two, two. It's the one that haunts us all because you're just that, like, one of the most important X Men stories of all time is two issues long. Two issues? Of- That's why they put the Kitty Pride uh, Christmas Hanukkah episode, or issue in there, too, because they're like, we got to round up the trade. Gotta, gotta justify car- charging $25. But uh, yeah, no, it's two issues. Two issues. It's amazing. Two issues. So I, that's what always haunts a lot of us when we talk about this stuff. We start getting the, but. It's interesting because that would come up sometimes with editors I've known where they'll bring up Days of Future Past. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but isn't like that's just two issues that wasn't built in. There was a story built in. We knew who Sentinels were. Right. We knew who some of these characters were. There was a build already with Senator Kelly and Mystique with the Freedom Fighters. Like there was a build into that before we got there. Right. Uh, but it's a very important story that takes place in two issues. And it's one of the most important X-Men stories. It takes place in two issues. And, and well, I, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, it's like, it's not just, I mean, like, yeah, the story is important and yeah, it works, but like Days of Future Past is one of those like diamonds in the rough or one of those like kind of uh, yeah, it's unicorn. Definitely diamond in the rough, yeah. It's, it's, we, it's a unicorn because like it, it, the covers are so perfectly iconic where you're like, oh my God, like everything about it worked. Like the story is, is a great idea. It's hitting yeah. on this kind of trope that this, that that decade, it, it's not an homage or a throwback. It's like, we're in the eighties. We're dealing with post-apocalyptic. This is the time. And we're playing with it in the time when you are enjoying it. Now you're like, went to go see Terminator and you read days future past. And you're like, oh my God, I'm getting that in this for half the price. Well, didn't Days of Future Past come out before Terminator? I think it did. Yeah, no, you're right. It did. But, like, but that's it. Like, they just had a, a moment with a zeitgeist of the moment. They made something and it worked, and it was a yeah. short thing, but it had major ramifications Completely. For, for that entire line of books. Yeah. Um, to bring it back around to Superman, it, this is part of why with Superman, all my Superman arcs are short. So yeah. it's like three and twos, mostly because 
I just wanted to have shorter A plots, right? And this was also partially motivated by the War World stuff. The War World was like 18 months long. And yeah. Dan, uh, and, and Philip has stuff he's going to be doing over in action. And he's he very much wants to do more epic, like longer stuff. Like, And it, he did that before on Vertigo too. So that's like where yeah. his head is. For me, I was like, well, if he's doing that, where am I at? And I'm like, well, I've done a lot of longer arcs on books. Like I was on Flash or Robin because Robin was like a 12 issue story right like last planet thing yeah. was 12 issues long pretty much so with this i was like okay here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do three issue and two issue things but my b and c plots will all build to bigger right. things but it's like let me have some like monster of the month type stuff for a bit you know let's fight parasite let's fight livewire let's fight silver banshee you know let's let's fight some of these other characters before we you know i guess i i also didn't want to do a book where every arc is like the city is under attack yep. or Superman's the whole... end of the world yeah exactly like i didn't yeah. want to do that every time i wanted to kind of try something a little different with this one and i'm curious if we're going to respond to that like the idea of these like shorter arcs and and again that was part of it too we were talking about some of the stuff it's like i i don't want it to be quiet mm-hmm. but i don't want it to be it's weird because it's in this industry right now i think you have to be noisy sometimes yeah and oh, we've talked about that like the yeah. idea of like and and that's dark crisis but like you're just coming off the heels crisis. of the noisiest book that uh dc's published in the last year so yeah let's let's Let go let's, quieter uh, for a little bit yeah, yeah. exactly and like the, to make superman it's weird because it's like i don't want to call superman a quiet book because there's still fun stuff happening in it yeah and it's still tonally really exciting and there's a lot of stuff going on but i didn't want it to become uh yeah like that same that same level of noise right like did. remember yeah. the i think the most exciting time in superman is ironically the time that is collected in the most 50 cent bin long boxes and that's during the 90s when um you know you think about the death superman kind of like being the catalyst for a insane new era for superman yeah that is heretofore unparalleled in its execution in its flawless execution of being like uh yeah he died and we made all our money uh but we're not done after that here we had four superman titles like we already had them and they were you know with 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 a few exceptions and i don't mean you know and i won't i won't lump you into this opinion but sure. interchangeable like oh sure yeah largely interchangeable where it's like oh no inner gang or oh no it's those weird subterranean monsters that he hangs out with sometimes or like you know whatever the, the case may be if you go back and read and not you necessarily but the audience go back and read pre-death of superman superman books it's a weird time where they're just trying to find their footing and they're trying to get people to like, how about yeah. vampires? How about this? How about this? And it's just like, uh, oh, f- and, and there's a lot of really good books like in there. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of good books in there, but yeah, it was definitely, and, and that's part of why that happened though. Like they felt like it was lacking some kind of focus or a thing. Well, and yeah, you know, if you ever talk to Dan Jurgens, like Dan Jurgens talks a lot about that era and what led to it and his creation yeah. of doomsday and, and all of that, like they knew they needed something and it's what built to it. And, but that era is really a great era of Superman. And I think yeah. it's a testament to where you look at like, yes, there were five Superman books. Right. There were five. Because uh, people forget there was Man of Tomorrow, which is a, it came out every fifth week. So it only that came out That was the Lee Simonson book, right? Didn't she write that one? No, that was it. She did Adventures. She did. She No, uh, she, did, uh, she did Man of Steel. She did Man of Steel. Okay. But basically there were five Superman books. And then they had a whole other thing because you had Superboy, you had Steel, there was like an Eradicator miniseries, you know, you had Loose Cannon who appared in the Bloodlines. Yes, O'Neil, of course. Who then went on to have a, his yeah, own miniseries. Yeah, a short book, but yeah. Uh, yeah, but, no, same, but like, there, it was a growing thing, and I think that's Oh, that's the, the thing, like, were, even when they were yeah. like these books, like we have, we have Adventures, Action, Man of Steel, Superman, they're all going to have their own protagonist. 
And yeah. it's not like there's one redheaded stepchild among them. People love Eradicator. People love Cyborg Superman. People love yes. uh, Connor Kent. People love uh, Steel. It worked, and they were, worked, and they, yeah. and they went from being interchangeable to being just so distinct. Yeah, like, so and they all had the Triangle era where it just felt. It's a really great era for, for Superman books, and I think we've been lucky. There's a lot of good stuff out there, and I think the stuff yeah. that like what Philip and I are working on, and what uh, Tom is doing, because Tom is doing the stuff with John, and he's going to have his adventure. Yes. I don't want to spoil his plans because like they're really cool, um, and that's what the Philip is doing. And like Philip is focusing more on like the Superman family. Yeah, you know, I kind of liken it to like when James was doing Detective during Rebirth, where it was yeah. like Batman was in it, but it definitely had uh, Batwoman and and Tim Drake and Tim and yeah, 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 and Cassie and stuff like. It was that's a lot of what he's doing is in that realm and superman is very much in it and then i'm over here being like my focus is all about superman all about his point of view and then lex luther <laughs> like, like lex luther is like his his partner in the book obviously lois and the daily planet and i have a lot of cool sure. stuff and a lot of like the iconic villains and also i wanted to just make new stuff like that was one thing that was really big about this superman book was that it was like i didn't i wanted people to to, to generally be able to just start reading this issue like yeah if you've been reading the books for the last couple of years, you can start here. If you haven't been, you can start, you could just, just jump, jump in. in right here and be like, Oh, it's Clark Kent as Superman. And there's stuff going on in Metropolis. I can follow this. Right. Like, totally. Well, and that's the thing. Like that's what comics I think need at not all the time, not every month, but like they need eras where you dust yourself off and you go. Yeah. So, so Superman, uh, he's still Superman, right? Like Batman is still <laughs> Bruce Wayne, like, does he live? Where does he live? You know what I mean? Like, is Spider-Man still Peter Parker? Like, are these characters the characters that I remember slash can find yeah. my footing in? And it's like, do I need to, like, subscribe to some YouTuber to explain every single nuanced error? Like, well, for you, happen? I hope they do. But, well, yeah, I hope they do, Benny. certainly. But, yeah, but I'm trying, you know, but, I, but I, we don't do, we, we, we don't try to, like, give you, like, we give your, your footing for individual stories as opposed to being like, this is sorry, all right now, and uh, good luck trying to figure it out. Like, oh, I, I, yeah. I, well, but with the iconics, yeah. like you need that, like Green Arrow, like you need to be like, this is who Ollie is. I mean, obviously Ollie's missing, wink. And oh uh, yeah, I will say this about well, so with Superman, like Superman is very much you know me trying to do uh, an iconic Superman story and having having fun, like yes, me having fun, joy. Campbell, yeah, like Jamal Campbell's doing amazing art. And I want him to have fun, dude. You gotta, you'll see it. I'll show it to you. Uh, it looks amazing. Like Jamal is killing it. It looks really good. Um. I wanted it to be a book that just had that certain level of fun, but you could also, cause there's a trick, like you want to do that. You want to give people the iconic, but you don't want to go backwards. Right. That's always the hard part, right? Like you don't want to go backwards. So it's all about like, okay, well I'm giving you the iconic, but I have to move this ball forward at the same time. Right now green arrow, the green arrow is a different story because there hasn't been the green arrow family has not been, back together like the nickname i have for that book is green arrow reunion because it's really mm -hmm. about that it's like all the green arrow family in some form or other has been separated for i don't know 15 years definitely even before even before uh even before uh new 52 they were pretty divided and people had died and you know yeah. it was, it, it, so this was more about that so green arrow is funny because like my whole thing my whole a big part of me after dark crisis was like i don't want to do stories that are all about other books right some way or form or you like you had to have read all these comics that i have read like that was yeah. important right like so oh superman is something that like you could just read superman and, and be be good and same thing with other books i'm working on at dc i just want you to be able to come in fresh and be like cool i can read this i know what's going on 
Green Arrow is a little different because it is written a little bit more for Green Arrow fans. <laughs> like it's what? a little bit more like if you are a Green Arrow fan, this will be for you. You know, in some ways, um, that's a Green Arrow book. I think at this point, yeah. like you're, you're, you know, you're not trying to be like, all right, so ladies and gentlemen, like let's do this one last time. Here's who Green Arrow is. Like no one's picking up. No. the new green arrow book and go on like i just need footing on who green arrow is like there's there's a lot of really good trades that you can go pick up yes that, like, there is change. a giant two-page spread that is like this is who green arrow is <laughs> well and but like that's two pages that's all you need right but you don't yeah, need like a, i, want, you don't need I wanted to just dive into it after that we just dive into it you know and it, 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 but also because i wanted to have roy and connor and dinah and like all these other characters involved so i didn't want it yeah. to be straight up like you know uh it's a little bit more you could definitely read it if you haven't read me green arrow yeah. or i don't know anything that's happened to dcu you could probably read it but you're definitely getting way more out of it but again with superman i try to make superman really just a really fun book you know yeah. like that was that was the the goal was like let's have some fun with this and then jamal killed it and, uh but i wanted to play around with with lex because i love writing lex so lex a fun character who uh you know needs to be recontextualized again like into who he was because like last time we saw him he was uh you know, not the way we remember him. Uh, oh yeah, he was Apex Lex. And then, stuff. Yeah, they were yeah. the perpetual stuff. Um, do you, are you gonna? Yeah. This is, I guess, a little bit out of out of, out of um, you know, off the cuff. But uh, yeah, sure, go for it. Do you deal with? Because I mean, like, I think the idea of Lex that they dealt with with Perpetua is like Lex found religion. Do you deal with Lex kind of being like God is a, is an asshole and I hate her. Uh, only, only in the sense that I think that Lex is somebody who's an egomaniac, right? Okay. And I think yeah. the idea that Lex messed up and he knows he messed up, what mm. that does to right? Okay. So like admit you were wrong. Right. Or someone like Lex Luthor admit they were wrong. What did that do to him? That yeah. plays a part of, of him being like, what does it derail for him and what kind of <sighs> mental you know boundaries that he put up to protect his ego over the mm-hmm. years what is happening to that and and that plays a major part in the book yeah and like why he does what he does and you know in action 50 we touched on it a little bit but yeah. that grows and you start to see more and more of like what it is exactly lex is up to but at the same time lex is such a manipulator and such a you know always up to something so yep. even when you yep. think even when you think he's like maybe trying to help or even you think he's doing something out of the goodness of his heart it's still selfish in some form oh, or totally. another of course it has to uh, be we definitely deal with that yeah we definitely deal with that stuff i mean the book is really you know it, it's a book about the two of them like we lois is the major part of it and so is jimmy and, and i but a lot of it is about that dynamic between the two of them like between mm. clark and lex i kind of love that right? I, yeah well, it's something where you, you gotta you gotta like remind people like who everyone is in these. But like, it's like this is Superman. His arch nemesis is Lex Luthor, and yeah, here's why. And let's go, you know. And that's well, that was we... part of why we did 1050 the way we did, like action 50, because I was like, man, when has it been since we've had Lex versus Superman, and not like Justice League versus Lex with a bunch of people with the yeah. Vision, which had happened during Scott stuff, and even in Bendis, he had stories yeah. like Superman family. I was like, let's just see. Superman and Lex go at it for an issue, and that was a big part of the motivation behind that book. Was like, we knew we wanted to have Lex in prison, and so we were like, well, let's map out some stuff. But it was like, let's do a whole comic that's just the two of them against each other. Because when when was the last time we had seen that? That's right. So let's do that, and then you know, bring back some of the villains we love, and then try to find ways of creating new new stuff and new toys to play with. That was a big. It's been fun. Oh yeah, yeah. 
and, and and as I know, like it's addictive to be like, oh hey, new character, hey there they go. Yeah. Oh, someone yeah. else is using them. Oh, look at where they are. Oh, and it is really it is it is fun to create new characters. In some ways, you're like, it's weird. Like sometimes they're your baby, and you're like, no, no. Like there are some characters I created for DC that I feel that way a little bit, where I'm like, no, this is mine. Don't touch it. Yeah. Uh, and there are some that I'm like, no, that's cool. Go ahead and play with them. That's all right. Like go, <laughs> please go do something cool with them. Like go right. go go have fun with it. But yeah, it's been an interesting time with DC, and and you know, I, I think I told you before. I, I didn't tell you before, but I'm not sure if I said it here. But it's like I did sign a new deal with DC, so. Like, I have a new exclusive deal. It's, like, the best I've ever done with them. And so I've, you know, like, the success of Dark Crisis got me there. And I'm really, really happy about it, really excited about the stuff that we're doing. But Superman is a big, big piece of that and Green Arrow and other stuff. I always feel like I'm going to accidentally say every book I'm working on because it is a lot. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, there are like, secret books that even, like, you know, we have not talked about that I'm like, oh, man, like, maybe he'll drop it. And it's like, no, 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 no. No, no, I got to be careful. Away. I don't want to get myself or anybody else in trouble and have someone call me and be like do you know you said this on a thing and be like what i did what oh. uh <laughs> well that's one of those things where it's like because you're living in it it's like well i already i said yeah. that in motion months ago you know so it's like for me that's it is weird yeah i was yeah i should be careful with that because a lot of times initial come out and i'll be like my head i wrote that like so long ago that right i have to be careful about like oh well this is where my head is you know like I'm yeah thinking, this era and this time period this thing that we're doing you know a year from now so i have to always be careful about that oh, definitely but, you know uh we should ask you know your audience if you want to talk about this what do you want to call this yeah what are we going to call this uh this conversation uh josh and around has already been thrown out that's that's uh, that's out the way and i said please don't it's a terrible <laughs> name it was just it was actually it was a it was a jokey suggestion from my team who was just like oh josh and around you know just just, just chatting it up with josh and i'm like that's such a terrible idea and oh my god i know they yeah. knew it like when we were changing our name, we were used, we used to be a, a terrible name that was that that killed us in search algorithms, and then we changed it to Comic Pop. But it took uh-huh. it took months to come up with Comic Pop, and it was just a friend of mine in the entertainment industry went, just call it Comic Pop, and I was like, oh, thanks, and that was the end of it. But it took months of planning and words, and things, and oh, my friend my wouldn't. God. He my friend kept using action words to describe. He was like, how about Comic Attack? You know, how about comic assault? <laughs> and I'm like, stop with the aggressiveness. I'm like, we're not going to hurt oh anybody. With God, your so and funny, dude. What's great that's is old. I have a list, like this huge list of comic and then word or word and comic. And they're all taken now. All oh, the words oh. that we, all the, all the names we didn't use, all the names that we were like, that's not going to work have been taken and have been used. And I'm like, nope, there they go. Like, oh I my said God. no to those. <laughs> and uh, I, I, uh, there was a character I, I created for this year. Like a thing that we're doing this year. And I created this character and I was like, I, it was, a, it was a, the character that was kind of used as like a monster of the week character. It's not like a big, bigger thing, but like a monster of the week kind of villain. And I was like, Oh, I figured out a name for this character. It's never been used before. And I was super pumped. So I wrote the script, the artist from designs. I'm like, no one has ever used this name before. <laughs> I looked it up. And then I told one of my buddies, another creator. And while we were on the phone, he was like, I just found like three characters <laughs> that are named this at Marvel and DC. And I was like, oh. what? How did you, what? <laughs> like he just happened to get the right algorithm or whatever that happened to land that day. And I was like, how yeah. did I not see those? So, <laughs> you know, yeah, everything is taken. It's just a matter of trying to find a new. Yeah, new, a new avenue to, jump do, on to it. do it. Uh, your uh, One Bad Day Bane is coming out too. 
Which oh, I, next uh, week. Yeah, next, next week. week. Or whenever so, this is. I don't know when this is going live, but yeah. It'll be oh, set. yeah, that's right. That's right. But, uh, well, then, since it's out, we can spoil it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, yeah, it's next, it's it's soon. It's soon. I, I'm, I'm excited about that one, too. Mostly working with Howard Porter. I mean, I, I love Bane, you know, like Bane. Is, yeah. I, I think uh, an amazing villain. I mean, his story uh in vengeance of bane is like one of my favorite one shots ever is that yeah. was the biggest challenge with that book was because like when they came to me about it and like we want to do an iconic one shot for all these characters yeah i was like the one for bane already exists yes that's the one but, with uh with ocio the, the the bear with the spike in the head and uh or is that the uh, I'm well last of... the bane is the first one his first appearance okay yeah vengeance of Bane. yeah because i'm thinking of that's the one because i had this other one that i love there's legend, there's Vengeance of Bane two, so maybe yeah, you have that it's one. Two, it's the one where he's <laughs> where he he purges venom from his system. He's all fat, and then he like he 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 deliberately gets himself into solitary confinement, and then he yeah, uh, I think that's two. Well, I kind of like that one. I was reading I was reading Batman when the Venom arc came out, so yeah. reading the Venom arc and then reading uh, Last of the Bane and then reading Nightfall, it was just like that one flow two. was so cool. Yeah, and I really, really loved- worked. Yeah. yeah. So when they came to me, I was like, how do you do this? I was like, man, I've already seen this. Like, this is yeah. the best one. So I, it clicked in my head one day. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll do the last Vengeance of Bane. We'll basically do Old Man Bane. So, oh, yeah. Okay. It's basically Old Man Bane. So crap. Uh, it's fun. I don't know. I had a good time working on it. And I tried to do something different with that one because I was like, well, I was one shot. I have this opportunity to, to breathe, as we were talking about before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, how do I take a 48 page story and make it a 64 page story, but it doesn't read that way. Uh, you know, and and it's still, but it's still super dense. Like, uh, I still put a lot into it. And then Howard went nuts, dude. Like Howard just, our poor really went in there and made this awesome book. And it's, uh, I'm really proud of that one. I actually have comps of it. I haven't looked at it yet. We talk about the books that like the boxes are stacking up around my house. It's like, yeah, yeah, there's, uh, I have a bunch of books that I have the boxes for. I haven't cracked them open yet. <laughs> and Bane is in there. I haven't cracked the Bane box open yet. Nice. <laughs> the Bane box. But I Man. need to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess it's a good place as any to wrap it up. I just wanted to mention Benjamin. Exactly. Uh, uh, one Bad Day Bane or One Bane. One Bad Day Bane. I was, I, yeah. Batman. It's Batman One Bad Day Bane. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. 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 But, yeah. Uh, I had to throw that's that a good one. Yeah. But it'll also be out. Like, we won't do this again for another month. So it's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll be God, out next time. And then we can. The whole we damn can industry could be upside down by then. I can't wait to, to revisit it. And... I hope it gets right side up. <laughs> uh, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, comics, comics, comics. Crazy I... time. It's the Wild West. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> you never know what's coming. You never know what's coming. <laughs> I love how at the end of the of your rope you sound <laughs> doing this like woo. Oh, oh God, well, you know, there's this. There, do you ever you ever see that? Um, you know, in 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 uh, Thirty Rock, there's that that scene. It's like a meme now, where Liz Lemon is like, "What a week," you know, and then uh, <laughs> Jack is like, "It's Tuesday, Lemon," you know. <laughs> like, yeah, and right. uh, somebody the other day I saw they took that meme and they were like, "What a year!" And they were like, "January third, Lemon." January third. <laughs> <laughs> That's how comics oh, yeah. is. Well, comics is weird because you're always planning stuff so far out that in some ways, like even when when we were getting close, because I planned some stuff so far out, there was a part of me like talking to people where I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like it's not even 2023 yet, and I feel like 2023 is over. Like yeah. just because of the amount of stuff we do, but you never know what curveballs are coming our way. You know? No, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Hey, comics, I'm... comics is crazy. So you never. Yeah, know. I like the uh, I like the approach of um, 
Uh, maybe it'll turn right side up. That's that's a good approach. Hey, you never know, man. Optimistic. Let's maybe see. everything will come together and cool. it'll be cool. You'll get your rest. You'll get your 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 moment of yes. pause. You know, yeah. everything Every, will be like yeah, right, everybody. Cool. Yeah, you know what they'll do? Uh, Marvel and DC will will work together only to to push an initiative called uh, one big breath, and everyone will just it'll be like a nutshell <laughs> issue for everybody. Hey, <laughs> I remember there was a time, there was a moment. I'm not sure how deep I want to get into this. There was a moment where yeah. I was like, I was like, you know, I wish the entire industry would take a month off because yeah. I was like, I think that would do all of us wonders, right? right. And then COVID was like, <laughs> yeah, and then and then I was like. I was like monkey paw somewhere where is it like i messed up <laughs> like, yep. oh shit that's you know, not what i meant uh, that's not what i meant yeah that's not what i meant no this is not a good thing it's not a good thing so uh you know be careful what you wish for that's true we'll, we'll leave that's it true. there all right see you guys next month everybody <laughs> see you next month